so many questions arise for small business owners around the clean energy transition. Like, is now the right time? And which options are going to work best for my business? Along with so many others. Anyone who has even tried to look down this rabbit hole has just come out of there with a big, it depends. And for most business owners, that it depends means I don't have time for that. Luckily, there is a company who can take care of everything. Really become that easy button for those businesses that don't have time to dig into the it depends. They are next-gen clean energy solutions. And I had the amazing opportunity to speak with their CEO, Russ Bates. And so make sure you check out this entire interview where he goes in depth into exactly how he becomes that easy button for the clean energy transition. You are here for another dose of climate positivity on the Green Business Impact Podcast. Here we highlight the amazing work of green businesses from around the world that are fighting against climate change. If you are ready to be inspired to take action, ready to hear some amazing examples of how we are working to fight the climate crisis, then stay tuned because this week's episode will be the perfect hit of climate positivity. Rusty, mind telling us about NextGen Solutions and what you guys do? Yeah, no, happy to. So NextGen Clean Energy Solutions, basically the simple way to describe us is we're the easy button for clean energy and sustainability. We can come in and help, whether it's municipalities, whether it's small, big, medium-sized organizations, help them develop a plan and implement uh, sustainability. And really that gets into a lot of clean energy projects, which is our specialty. So We'll develop the project for them, concept to completion all the way through. We can do the heavy lifting. We can do hand-holding. We're pretty fluid and are able to help our clients all the way and help them become a lot more sustainable. Very cool. And do you have a lot of partners you work with in order to do the implementation or how much do you do in-house? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So yeah, we rely a lot on our partners. We've got some fantastic partners that we work with. The business model was made where we don't have a ton of engineers. We'll do preliminary design and budget pricing and things like that. But whenever it really gets into that stage of, all right, we're going to turn this into a project and the clients, they're giving their thumbs up and want to move forward. That's where we'll really bring our partners in to get into that detailed design, that firm pricing and talk through work plans and get contracts in place. Very cool. And what is your guys' mission for NextGen? Our mission statement, I'm going to summarize a little bit, but we basically want to represent our clients and help them develop these clean energy projects that help them to save dollars and meet their sustainability goals, but also help uh, that community, that economy, help the environment, all of that in in one. So it's really a multifaceted uh, mission statement, but we're able to hold pretty true to it and feel good when whenever we get these projects in. Definitely. And what do you see the impact for NextGen being upon climate change or the environment in general? Well, that's a big part of what we do, Billy. So with climate change, it's sometimes it's a hot button and sometimes it's not. I think it's become less of a political thing these days because it's just so obvious. It's something that I didn't think about years ago. 20 years ago, my view was a lot different than it is today. And with the stepchildren that I didn't have before and thinking about things a little bit past me, and past where I'm at, climate change is pretty big. It's a big part of what we're doing and being able to help these communities, these municipalities, help these companies to achieve that goal, become as close to net zero as possible and help the environment at the same time. 
plus it's creating jobs, it, it's really a great place to be considering the problem. So we'd rather not have this problem to deal with. We're going to try to make some lemonade and, and reverse it. So that's what we're trying to do. Definitely. It's a win-win all around. You got new jobs, being able to support the municipality and the community, and then supporting the environment in our planet, which we all need to value because we, it's the only one we got so far. And Elon Musk might be trying to get us to Mars, but I heard one stat that it's six or seven times more difficult to live on Mars than it is Antarctica. And we don't really see a lot of hotel buildings going up in Antarctica. So, <laughs> right, exactly. So what led you to create NextGen? What was the driving force behind it? I grew up in Southern Indiana and it is... I call it coal country of that part of the state. So a lot of coal mines, a lot of coal-fired power plants. I actually grew up in a very small house. It was built on a former coal mine. So as a kid, I'm out there rolling around in it just because that's what we did to entertain ourselves, be outside playing. So what really happened was I got into coal-fired power generation, came up through the IBW apprenticeship as an electrician, got into that, made a great living, met a lot of really great people, a lot of skilled folks that work in that sector. And I was always intrigued with solar, with renewables. Like I go back to as a kid having a solar power calculator. I thought that was the coolest thing. No batteries, you don't plug it in and it works. How's this work? I didn't understand it. And then as time went on and these renewables became a lot more cost effective, a lot more economical, a lot more efficient, you know, 85% drop in the price for solar panels in the last decade, 120, 150 watt solar panels. Now we're 500 plus on average. The time is now and it makes a lot of sense. And so I decided to transition plus seeing the climate change issues. You add all that stuff together and you start baking a cake and you're like, all right, yeah, I, I need to make this change. And whenever I did transition, I, I worked a lot of larger projects large wind turbines out in Illinois, large solar projects. I was able to see that, but I didn't see any small businesses really doing it. I didn't see warehouses that have a ton of space being utilized for solar, just as a, for instance. And I thought that's, that's just a tragedy. What about the small business sector, which is the lifeblood of our economy? Why are we not helping those folks? Why? It, I was sure someone was. And I researched and researched. I couldn't find anybody doing it, Billy. And I just kept looking. I was like, all right, I'm going to jump in and do it myself. Decided to become a small business owner and founded NextGen. And that's what we do. We talk with small, medium-sized businesses, the mom and pops, all the way to the larger corporation folks. We don't have that chief sustainability officer. Even if they do, they may not know the exact roadmap to get to where they want to go. And so that's where we can come in. And like I said, the heavy lifting, holding hands, whatever it takes to help them through that process. Definitely. And what do you see has been the most popular or the one that you offer the most to small businesses in terms of trying to get them to more sustainable, more clean energy options? It's really in the consulting. We do a lot of education because as much as you may hear about it, guys like you and I, we live it and breathe it. So we know all about this stuff. But if you consider a, a small business CEO or president or whoever in that organization, they're doing their day-to-day. -day. They're trying to take care of their business. They're operating and they're probably not wanting to get distracted with those types of things. So being able to come in and be that expert, giving that consultation and drawing out that plan, that's been pretty valuable. And of course, that leads into the projects, developing those projects and taking that next step. But that first step has definitely been the consultation work. 
which we really enjoy doing. It's great to talk to people. And whenever you start explaining, hey, we'll see if we can save you some dollars here. Plus, you can check those sustainability boxes that you're going after. You know, it's going to be winning. And if it's not a good solution, which I can't think of too many that haven't had a really good solution that's really obvious. But if we can't find that, we're going to be the first to tell them maybe their roof, they only have roof space, but their roof needs to be replaced before we put that that system. We're going to tell them, Let, let's wait. Whenever you guys are ready to do the roof, if it's now, fantastic. If it's got a five-year lifespan left, let's wait a couple of years before we do this. We'll do all the math and make sure it's going to check those boxes. Definitely. And what do you see in terms of solar with the amount that it has increased in efficiency, but decreasing in price over time? I know there was a point where it was like, why should I do it now when in six months it's going to be cheaper? And I know that has a lot to do with like battery storage right now is very much in that space where the technology is increasing so rapidly that in six months, it's going to be half the price that it is now. So why would I pay for something that's going to be way less efficient and cost more now? So yeah. where do you, where do you fall along the lines of suggesting those kind of things in terms of that dynamic? I, I've had that question asked on solar. And then recently when you factor in the tariff issue and the investigation on the panels coming in from Southeast Asia. And of course, that's changed now with Biden just exiting out those tariffs. What I've said is, does the math work out? Does it make sense to wait? Is the dollars you're thinking you're going to save down the road, you tie that in with the investment tax credit and different rebates, and maybe you're going to save some more on, on a system. If the math makes sense, okay, how does your sustainability initiatives play into that? Is it something you want to push off? If that's okay, then that's okay. A lot of people are wanting to go ahead and get something done today. And with solar panels and the efficiency, I'm not a, a solar panel manufacturer, but I don't know how much more juice they can get out of that squeeze. It's up there. Are they going to come up with a thousand watt panel? I don't know. Maybe they're talking some 700s and this and that. When are those going to be economical? I don't know. Or will they ever be? I can't say. I can just tell them, here's what we have in front of us. I think it's the efficiency slowed down a bit because they've just put so much into it and there's only so much they can do. So that's my answer is Let's see what math brings us to. If you're going to save five cents a watt on a solar panel, but you're going to lose four points on the ITC because that drops off to 22% or scheduled to at the end of the year. I try to get to the economics of it with business owners because that's really the bottom line that they want to look at. Is it going to help us make money? And of course, a sustainability goal to go in there too. But we talk about dollars a lot. Definitely. Very true. And how do you go through that? You talk about the numbers, but do you have any other factors that go into creating a customized plan for a client? Yeah. When we first meet with a client, we want to, eventually we're going to end up being their rep. So what we want to do is take ownership. And to do that, we need to know what's their objectives. What is their goal? If we're going on what we think is their goal, but they have a totally separate goal, that's not in alignment. So first thing we do is sit down and talk with them and say, what would you guys like to accomplish? And a lot of times they're not sure. They're like, oh, we have this goal of 2030 to get to this point. All right, let's see what we can have accomplished to make that work. But a lot of times they're really not sure. They, it's just such a, a new space. They don't know what is a good goal, what's not a good goal. There's so many goals flying around, nobody's really sure. So. We customize one for them. We're working with a municipality right now here in Northeast Ohio, and they've got some goals for 2030, right? Some sustainability goals that they're trying to achieve. They've been talking about them for a while and just have not got to them yet. And what we're doing is saying, all right, here's what you want to accomplish. Here's what we think makes sense. Do you guys like this overall 
idea. They're like, yeah, yeah. So we got under contract. We're putting together their entire sustainability and clean energy plan all the way through 2030. And it's in, here's stage one, a short-term plan. Stage two is a midterm and then the longer term. And then we lay all that out and say, here's the path. We know it's going to take a shift here and there, but here's the general direction we're going. And we get very detailed with it, but then it's up to them and probably going to be up to us. I think we're going to help them all the way through to implement that and make those things. Definitely. And what steps do you take during that kind of that hand-holding process that you were talking about earlier, where you're helping the clients along? What steps do you need to do as you've got the plan in place? You need to reach out to your partners and get the things scheduled in place. Is that kind of what you're helping them with or what other processes are you helping them along the road? Yeah, it depends on what phase, but once a plan's been, everybody's, yeah, that's good. Let's move forward with that. That's where we'll start bringing folks in. Cause we'll like on solar, just as a, an example, we'll give a preliminary design. We've got the software, we'll put the design in, get the pricing, get a proposal. Here's a budgetary preliminary design. Do you like this? Yeah, we like this or no, let's tweak this. We want a solar canopy over here instead of over here whatever that may be. And the pricing lines up. They're like, if we can get a project in for that amount of dollars, we want to move forward. That's where we'll put out a request for a proposal to all our partners for their firm pricing. We'll give them the general output that we need from the system. Here's the design we've looked at that the client likes, and then we'll talk to them. And a lot of times they'll come back with something that's okay. Here's another idea. Is this okay? And, and we'll talk it out. And once we get a contract in place and we start on the project, that's where we'll be that client rep, we'll project manage, we'll take care of all the scheduling, the work plans, all the logistics, we'll share a very easy to understand and read progress report with the client. Because remember, they're still doing their job, right? That's where they want us to handle this and they just don't have to worry about it. And we'll give them updates though. They can be as involved as they want, but they don't have to be. They're willing to go out and walk the job site by all means, we'll be right there with them but they don't have to. And most of them don't want to. They're not sure what they're looking at because they're, it'd be like me trying to go in and help them on something that I have no clue on. They just want to get the job done. So yeah, we'll client rep and make sure that project goes in the right way. Great. And you guys are in Ohio, right? Yes. Yeah. We're just south of Cleveland. Okay, gotcha. Do you guys work with companies across the U.S. or are you looking to expand anytime soon? Or are you currently working? With yeah, we work with a ton of different EPCs in different regions. We've got our local vendors and partners we work with. We got regional, we got national. We've got international. We talk to people across the globe and help with different things. It's really the clean energy community is one I've seen pretty closely knit and very supportive of each other because we're all trying to get the th same thing accomplished. So, which is something I really, I hate seeing anybody in the clean energy space bashing someone else. I'm like, come on, we're all trying to work together unless there's just a bad actor out there and there can be, I'm sure you've run into them. And so have I, but it's really a, a pretty close-knit community that's very supportive. But yeah, we're primarily here in, in Ohio, but we've got work being done in Indiana, Southern Indiana. I just talked with a firm in Wisconsin yesterday. We're going to look at doing some stuff. Florida, Connecticut, Michigan. We're talking about things all over the place. We've even got some international stuff we're looking at in Belize and uh, Colombia. Yeah, our names got out there. Surprising to me. I didn't think it'd get out there that quick, but We've got people reaching out and saying, hey, this is something that's been missing. We like what you're doing. Can you help us out?
So we're happy to, that's what we like to do. Awesome. That's great. And what is your like most fun thing that you like to do during the day for next gen? Oh man, I, I really like developing those relationships are really important to me. I, I was brought up. If you say you're going to do something, you do it. And if you don't do it, you've got a really good reason why, and you let them know before it's supposed to have been done. But building those relationships and talking to people and trying to help others, that's, I don't know, that's probably my favorite part. Just being able to talk with guys like you, sharing in that experience and just building relationships. I love talking to people and helping them out. Awesome. Very cool. And so what are your goals for the remainder of 2022? What are you hoping to accomplish? Well, several things. We, of course, want to grow next gen. And I say that for a few reasons. One, the bigger we get, the more people we can help. And we'd like to, we do some things just that we're not getting paid for because it's just the right thing to do. And the bigger a company gets, the more of those things they can do. So those are pretty important. Just being able to build and help as many companies and organizations. Again, it's one company, one person can't do it all, but you can make a difference. And that's what I tell people is you may not think what you're doing is making a big deal, but it's making a big deal for you. If everybody would do just a little bit, and their part, so to speak, it'd be a, a lot different world we're living. So definitely. And you never know what action that you take could help trigger something and cause a snowball effect in somebody else's mind. You might help them just consult and understand how clean energy can help them save some money, but then it triggers a thing in them where they start researching more of this stuff and they start becoming more sustainable and start doing a bunch of other things and maybe even redesign their whole company so that they're affecting climate change in for their, the whole purpose of their company. So there's a lot of things that could happen that is not your intended effect. You're just helping them out and saving some of them some money and converting their energy to be more clean. And then it just causes a snowball effect. So you never know what, what can happen. So it's definitely something very cool. It is because you never know who's having a bad day and you talk to them a little bit, but not, not necessarily do a clean energy, but just that relationship piece that I mentioned a, a few minutes ago, that just sends everything. It just makes such a difference in my mind and whenever, if I'm talking to someone about clean energy and they're closed minded to it and that's okay, I've had that and they'll start uh, discussing and saying this and that. And I never, even on LinkedIn, I'll have some people disagreeing with a post or whatever. Okay. Why do you think that? What, what makes you say that? Oh, okay. Yeah. I understand why you might think that was 15 years ago, that technology. And here's what we have today. Then they're like, boom. Oh. Okay. I get it. I get it. And then they want to learn more and then they're your best friend and you're helping them out. So that's, uh, you never know, like you said, what can come of a simple conversation. Definitely very true. And it reminds me too of when I had a friend's dad who used to wave to people on the street while he was driving by in the car. And one day my friend asked him like, Hey dad, what are you doing? And he said, I'm waving to them because you never know if they even have somebody smile at them or wave at them today. And it's, it can be completely game changing for a person just to have somebody just yeah. give them a smile. So it's just like yeah. the little things that you can do. It, it is walking down the street. Hey, how you doing? People look at you. Wait, do I know? No, have a great day. You never know. It could, that could make, be a game changer for somebody. I've had that happen to me. I've had terrible days and said, Hey, how's it going? Smiling. It did suck, but thanks for smiling. Now I feel a little, <laughs> now I feel now a little better. Day around. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. I'd like to ask this question as we're finishing up here. What are you currently learning right now? What am I currently learning? Gosh, I am learning. Man, that's a hard one to answer because I've learned something <laughs> with all the research that people do. And I'm no different. I'm always reading articles and stuff. But I guess 
one thing that sticks out is I found there are so many really talented, passionate people in this clean energy space. And I'm they're in every space. I know that the sector that we're talking about, clean energy. I have met so many really great folks who are very gifted. They really know what they want to do and they go after it. And a lot of young people, that's been really great for me to experience is talking with young people. We've got, I'm the oldest one on, on our team and I'm learning from people like Sammy here, our intern, Lindsay, who's been amazing helping us build the company. Just some fantastic talent out there. I'm very happy to be associated with. Definitely very cool. And what is one tip that you would give to anyone looking to grow their green business for them? That's for me, that's really easy. It's customer service listening to that customer, understanding what that person wants, helping them through anything that they're not sure about and taking that ownership as if that's your project, as if that's your property and you are that client. I've worked with some the customer service and that's one of our core values. And whenever we were putting that together, I thought, do we need to put customer service and it should be a given, but it's not these days. It, and it, for me, that's a, a big deal. Customer service. And I think that's across the board, whatever industry or sector you're in, you got to listen to your clients because it's not a given that they're always going to be there. So for me, it, customer service is simple. It's key in whatever you do. For sure. And what would be the perfect business for you guys to partner with? Or are you looking for more partners to work with? Really, I couldn't silo any of them because we want to help anybody, whether it's corner market that may be thinking about a, an EV charging station or great big manufacturing facility that needs 20 megs of the clean energy delivered. We're wanting to help them all. We're not trying to boil the ocean and be everything to everyone, but whenever it comes to clean energy and all the resources and partners we have, we can do quite a bit. So that's what they we wanted to think about is, all right, clean energy and sustainability next gen. That's that easy button they can hit and we'll take it from there. And I, I know you guys work with solar and you do EV charging stations and you have batteries, right? Who are you using any other technologies or looking towards any new ones? Yeah, micro wind turbines. That's another one. And people think of wind energy, they think of that. I always think the mission impossible, whether flying the helicopters through these big blades turning in this wind farm, but there's some small application. You can get a micro wind turbine about 30 foot tall, seven and a half foot blades. It'll put out a 10 KW. Um, and then there's some other smaller ones, different designs. They don't have to look like a traditional wind turbine. They can be very aesthetically pleasing for a facility. We take all that in consideration too. Is it an industrial location where that makes sense? Or is it, should it be a little more artsy, look a little more cool and modern? We want it to go with the location it's at. We also do solar lighting. Whenever you think of parking lot lights, street lights, roadway lights into a facility. We do those as well. We've got a great partner on that. And it doesn't have a big solar panel on top of the light, as you, you may have seen. This is a retroflex solar that's wrapped around the pole. Looks really cool. So that smart poles with cameras, with gunshot detection, with Wi-Fi projection, does all kinds of things. A lot of environmental sensors, just license plate readers, all kind of stuff. That'd probably take us an hour to go through everything those polls can do. That's awesome. That's really cool. And yeah, if anyone like a potential partner or somebody looking to work with you to learn more, they wanted to reach out with you, how do they get in touch? The best way, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. I love that platform. So they can always reach to me out on LinkedIn, direct message me on there. 
course, they can email me at Russ at nextgencleanenergy.com. But I would say probably the easiest way is going to be able to find me on LinkedIn. I'm, I think I'm pretty easy to find and send me a message. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us today, Russ. It was really great having you on and learning all about NextGen Clean Energy. It's been awesome. I appreciate you having me, Billy. This is great. I think this podcast is going to be fantastic. Look forward to seeing where you go. Thank you. So NextGen is all about helping small to medium-sized business owners make that clean energy transition. But what about for large organizations? In that case, I invite you to check out Green Structure with Laura Sellers and my business partner, Cliff, as they dive deep into not only how they help large organizations like universities and really, really large corporations, be able to make that clean energy transition and also create a microgrid for their organization so that they can have a consistent source of energy no matter what. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Green Business Impact Podcast. We hope you enjoyed hearing your weekly dose of climate positivity. In a world that constantly inundates you with the negative things happening, it can be great to take a break and hear some great things happening in the world. Make sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app to stay up to date with the latest and best interviews of the top minds in the green industries. And if you are interested in taking your green business to the next level, consider checking out our Business Creativity Mastermind linked in the show notes below to harness the power of creativity and innovation to 10x your business. Thanks again, and we can't wait to see you back here next time for another hit of Climate Positivity.